Okay, how many brought your Bible tonight? Ready for some word? Let's go over to uh, the book of First Peter. First Peter chapter five. Let's take a moment and pray today. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this time we have together now. We believe that you're at work in our hearts and our lives doing good things. And so, Lord, we just call upon your name today and thank you that you hear us and answer us when we pray. We ask you to, to move and manifest yourself in the rest of the time we have together here. We're so thankful for all that you have done and we glorify your name. Now, as we approach your word, Lord, we thank you that there's light and illumination and revelation that floods our hearts. We may walk in the truth and be free. In Jesus' name, thank you for it now. Amen. First Peter chapter 5, verse 5 says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you, be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. Why should I do that? For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Two opposing extremes here is the proud get what? Resisted. That's serious issue there, serious business. But the grace get, or the humble, <laughs> the humble get, what do they get? They get graced. That's a serious issue too. When God's grace flows through you, you are able to do what you're not able to do. Amen. Amen. Verse 6, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. And so God's will, as we can see, is that we be exalted, that we be lifted, that we be graced or promoted in our life. But there is a hindering force that can keep any one of us at a low level, and that's the simple issue of pride. And so we've been talking to you the last few weeks about humility and, of course, then dealing with the contrasting um, subject of pride and uh, seeking to identify it, we, we, we've to, to some degree now already described it in this regard that pride is an evil thing. It's something that God hates. It's something that we should despise. Also, we've identified that humility, gentleness, and meekness, lowliness is something to be desired. And when, when a person really understands what true humility is, they'll go after it. They'll desire it. They'll want it. And when they understand the true nature of pride, which is really the nature of the devil, they will seek to resist it. They'll seek to, they'll, they'll want to just get that out. And so we've been looking at this issue in more of a detailed or in-depth explorative way because it's not uncommon for someone to recognize once they see the things that we've seen in the world already that pride is bad and humility is good that pride gets lowered or resisted uh, but humility gets graced and lifted right we see that part but sometimes it's a little more difficult for us to um, identify where pride and humility is operating in our own lives okay we can accept the concept and that's easy to do. I mean, frankly, we do that with a lot of things in, in life, in, in, in church. We read the Bible. We accept the principle. We give, you know, we give it a head nod. Yes, I agree with that. Yes, that's good. But it's a whole other thing identifying and discovering those areas in our own behavior, our own thinking, our own heart, our own uh, attitudes and motivations where sometimes we depart from what we principally accept. 
okay? Because as we describe this, people aren't going to say, oh, yeah, well, I just love pride. <laughs> no, we've seen that it's ugly, and we recognize that humility is a desirable thing. But are we walking in it? Again, one thing to accept the concept or the principle, another thing to identify it in our lives and say, yeah, I've got that going here and over here. <laughs> it's ugly. <laughs> over here in this area of my life, I need to do some cleaning up. I need to get that junk out of me because it's, you know, it's a hindrance between me and the Lord and me walking in the fullness of God's grace. Okay. Everybody with me so far? All right. And so we want to recognize this pride. Even though that's not necessarily a fun thing, uh, you got to get it out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's like plumbing. <laughs> you... <laughs> You know, sometimes you don't... Where's Jay at? <laughs> sometimes uh, I imagine plumbers find some things that they don't really want to look at. <laughs> you know, something that's been in that drain for a while. But when you find it, there's also a sense of satisfaction. Why? It's because now I can get that junk out of there. Now we can get a, a good flow going on here. And so if you identify something, you know, in your own life, in your own pipes... Uh, that's been clogging you up and ho holding the flow back. Uh, you don't have to yelp. <laughs> you don't have to say, oh, that one's me. <laughs> uh, just smile and look ahead and say, I'm sure glad I'm able to get that out of there now. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes when we discuss things like this, you begin to recognize pride in other people. Uh, that's not our goal. All right. Although that will happen because you start to see it. You'll start to see it in other people's behavior, especially those who are not in the services and maybe in your family, people you work with. You'll start notice, noticing and you're going, ooh, I see that. That's pride all over you. Well, you've got to learn to be gracious in how you deal with people because they don't always see it like you see it now. But let's get a good look at ourselves, okay? Because if I identify pride in you, what good is that? I mean, how does that benefit me? It doesn't. But if I see it in me, now I can do something. Now I can intentionally, purposefully humble myself under the mighty hand of God. And up I go. <laughs> no discussion, no prayer, no, no striving. I just go up. Right? Isn't that what it said? If I get pride out, I go up. Amen. It's like a hot air balloon. I'm saved, and I've got, so I'm designed to fly. <laughs> I, I am created to go up. God created me with the potential to, to fly above the circumstances of this life, to, to excel in this world, right? But sometimes you just got to let a little weight off. I don't know if they still do it that way, that, you know, the sandbags and, and anybody knowledgeable of that kind of stuff. I know they do it a lot, a lot around here. They still use the sandbags and... All right, well, they use something else. Uh, but whatever they do, they remove whatever's keeping that thing down. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're removing what is keeping us down. And when, when we've done that, again, what happens? We just go up. Are you ready to go up? Yeah. Amen. You accept the concept? <laughs> do you receive the principle? Glory to God. I, yeah, I accept it, Lord. I'm signing on the line. Woo! Okay, let's dig underneath the surface. We began to look at pride 
and how it's manifest. Pride and how it can show up sometimes in our lives and how it's revealed. And you recall we began talking to you about self-promotion. Pride is a self-promoter. Pride loves to speak about me. Pride loves to speak about self. It tries to impress and be impressive um, in their life. Always looking to make someone else go, wow. And let me say, uh, because we taught that part already, let me just add this to it. That doesn't mean that if your life is impressive, that there's something wrong. Because what happens when God's grace is added to someone? They're lifted, which is impressive. Listen, no doubt the humble person, God will use them and others will go, wow. Well, look at them. The difference is with the person who's clothed with humility, it's just not their goal. Their goal in life is not to get everyone else to go, wow, look at them. They're not trying to get other people to look at them. They're not seeking out others to be impressed with, with what they do. And uh, all we do in this is, is we simply just, j- just watch our motives. You know, ha- have you ever met someone who, who almost instantly they begin to state all of their qualifications to you? They want to tell you all they've accomplished. Uh, this happens sometimes in church with pastors. Uh, it's happened a number of times over the years where certain individuals, when, they, when I first meet them, they want to let me know who they are. What do I mean? Oftentimes, they want me, they want me to know something about them. And honestly, it's frequently not even true, which is common with pride. But they'll, you know, it's, I've had numerous people tell me, again, over the years, not, hap- not happening every week, uh, but people want me to, they, I meet them and they let me know that they're a prophet. I mean, that's the first thing. One of the first things in, out of their mouth, oh, is, is, is I'm a prophet, I'm prophet so-and-so. I immediately think, you know, they, I, they could be right, but my first thought is, no, you're not. Why? Because really, if you were, you wouldn't have to promote it. You wouldn't. I mean, the apple tree doesn't have to tell me it's an apple tree. I'm an apple tree. Really, really, I'm an apple tree. I'm just looking for apples. <laughs> right? And when a person has security in who they are and what God's called them to do, what, what God wants, they just be themselves. And what happens? Fruit comes. And then other people say, that looks like an apple tree. Or, that looks like a prophet. That looks like a pastor. That looks like a, or whatever, whatever they are. And uh, so we got to watch out for those type of um, attitudes where we're always trying to qualify ourselves and let other people know who we are. You know, sometimes, um, sometimes I've noticed this when people have, they have like extreme dress. They dress in such a way that is extreme. In other words, it's so far out of the normal you wonder, well, why are they doing that? And so often, they're trying to stand out. They're trying to be noticed. They're trying to get other people to say, wow, look at them. Everybody listening? And again, what we're doing in this is not identifying necessarily 
and all-inclusive one activity always means something, but we do want to identify within our own selves. Why do I do the things that I do? Why do I say the things that I say? Why do I tell you the things about myself that I tell you? Because again, you can have two people doing the exact same thing. One is in pride and one it's fine. It's no big deal. You know, you can have two people talking about their golf shot uh, and about, how, about their, their round of golf. One person is totally trying to impress you and the other person is just having a conversation. And so we're not judging each other, but we are asking ourselves these questions. Am I trying to impress everybody? Am I just promoting myself? Because that's an issue of pride that we need to watch out for. Another area has to do with, and we mentioned this a little bit, has to do with embarrassment. Pride, pride gets embarrassed very easily. Pride, uh, you know, if it makes a mistake, it's like my life is over because I have made a mistake. I have ruined this and just so embarrassed. Just have to leave the room and just hide from of embarrassment because we made a mistake. Okay? That's the way pride acts. Humility, on the other hand, realizes that, hey, uh, you know, I don't do everything perfect. And uh, if you expect it of me, you, your expectations are wrong. <laughs> but it's at the same time, this doesn't mean we lack excellence. I, I desire to, to do all things well. I desire to, if I'm speaking, to speak well. If I'm, uh, you know, uh, painting a house, I want to paint it well. If I'm cleaning something up, I want to clean it well. That's a standard of excellence that we, we, we should all have. But we don't have to be overcome with embarrassment because something didn't go the way it was supposed to go. You know, things that are related to that are, are offense and hurt. Proud people are hurt, get hurt a lot. Proud people get offended a lot. I mean, they're just quick to, quick to take offense if someone else does something wrong to them. It's, you know, it's this, it's this attitude that, uh, it, well, you almost want to ask it. Well, who do you think you are, Mr. Pride? Who do you think you are? Everybody has to do everything that agrees with you? Does everybody have to agree with your opinion? And if they don't, bless God, ah, we just take offense to that. And I, I can't believe they talk to me like that. I can't believe they said that to me. Man, that's ugly, stinking pride. That shows some humility. People are going to speak wrong to, you at t- wrong to you from time to time. People are going to do things that you don't like. People are going to disagree with you. You know, try being a pastor. People are going to disagree with you once in a while. <laughs> you know, what do we got to do? Sometimes you just got to get over it, <laughs> right? And, uh, and none of us know everything anyway. And so, you know, it's just the, the idea that, well, they did me wrong. They did who wrong? You? Oh, yeah, and I forgot you're the center of the universe. Does pride keep you from, ha- does pride keep you from having people over to your house? Again, that's that em- I'm embarrassed of, you know, of my place, or you won't let someone, you know, ride in your car or something because, you know, oh, it's just, it's just not very nice, or I can't let people see where I live because... You know, it's not maybe up to a certain standard. Watch out for that kind of stuff. I'm not telling you don't clean the house. If you're having people over, clean up. That's just being courteous. You know what I'm saying? But if you're not maybe not as prosperous as you might want to be or have nice, super nice stuff, I mean, we just need to recognize we are what we are. You are who you are. I am who I am. And, and, and the value of being real is tremendous. The value of just being who you are. That doesn't mean, you know, 
some people take that to an extreme and they, you know, they, they just think I'm going to, again, it goes back to I'm going to air my opinion about everything because I'm just being real. No, that's being real carnal. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's not controlling your, your emotions and so forth. But be real. You, you have what you have. You live where you live. You can do what you, you are who you are. And that's just, that's not going to change because we kind of hide. Everybody with me on that? Okay. I mean, another, uh, another area that's related to that ha- ha- has, to do with, um, has to do with secrecy. Or we should say unnecessary secrecy. When, when people are, are overly secretive, they won't let anybody know about anything in their life. Well, Why? I mean, I don't understand. We all probably have some things that we don't put out in the front for everyone to see. I mean, but when people are overly secretive, they won't let anybody in. They won't let anybody see. What is that? I think that's an issue of pride. Because they're trying to hide who they really are. They're trying to hide what's true and what's real so they can leave a false front. They want you to think about them that there's you know something that's really not true they want other everyone else to see them in a greater light and a higher light than they really are now, i hope everyone understands this i mean it, it, you know we're, we're not putting our worst foot forward so to speak i mean i'm not endeavoring in my life to take the the worst parts of my personality or, or whatever in my life and just shine that out. No, I mean, we all want to put our best foot forward. We want to do the best with what we have. We want to look the best we can. We want to take care of ourselves. But again, being overly secretive, like I can't let anybody know what's going on. Well, why not? It is, and it's not going to not be going on because of that. In fact, you know, what? one of the reasons why some people fall really hard why they bite the dust and their life gets in big trouble and sometimes publicly, you know what it is? It is because they never let anybody into their life. They had issues, they had struggles, they had problems, and they would never tell anyone. I mean, no one. They were so embarrassed that someone might think that they're not as spiritual as what they, the, the, you know, the, the heir of, of who they want to be that they would never tell anyone about some of their struggles and their difficulties, and therefore they never got help. And eventually everybody found out. Amen. And so we got to use some wisdom with this. But most of all, we've got to be humble. And part of being humble, you realize again, we said in different ways, is simply just being real. It's being honest. It's being truthful. That means I'm going to tell everybody in the world about some struggle I have. No, but, but, but there might be select people might be select people that, you, that you'll let in and just be real and honest with and, 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 and allow them to help. Amen. Another one of these issues that pride is revealed in is lying. Pride manifests in lying. Pride believes lies. Pride tells lies. Again, it has to do with the false front. Uh, why do people lie? Often it's to make someone believe that you are better than you are. You don't want them to think you failed. Or, don't want, or you don't want them to think highly of you. And so you shade it. You shade your, your, your stories. You shade what really happened. You twist it a little bit. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's just called exaggeration. But how many know pride is an exaggerator? Pride will take what really happened, humility, is honesty, it's reality, and they'll embellish it. Why? 
It's to make self look better. I want to come out. I want you to think more of me than I really am. I want you to think better of me than what is really true. And we need to, we need to get rid of the lying. Lying is a big hindrance to relationships. And pride leaves false impressions with others. Sometimes we know, we know lying is wrong, so we just won't out, outright say things that are false, but we just kind of leave impressions with others to, uh, uh, about ourselves, something that's not accurate, something that's, that's not correct. You feel like you have to uh, defend yourself when someone gets something wrong about you. If someone says something about, about you that's not true, that's incorrect. They relate a story that's incorrect. Do you feel like you immediately have to jump in and say, oh, no, 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 that's not the way it is. Well, why? Why, why do we do that? It's because we got our, our images on the line, isn't it? And we don't want someone to think less of us than what, what it really is. I remember uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin used to say years ago, he said, if, if someone to- said I killed my mother-in-law, is that right? Something like that. Killed my own mom, killed my mother-in-law or something. He said, I wouldn't even take time to deny it. <laughs> he said, I just keep going. Because people were always talking about him and saying things about him that weren't true. And he just got to a place where he just didn't even, he just ignored it. Just ignored things. What are people saying about you? Ah, big deal. Let them believe something that's wrong. Hmm? Just go on being real. Go on, go on being who you are. Well, say, what if people think that about me, that could harm me. But humility will lift you. Come on, let's trust that things are going to turn out right. Let's trust that God is going to take us from where we're at to where we're supposed to be if we'll do things His way. I don't have to be impressive in front of everybody. I need to be real. I need to be humble and honest before my God. And if I'll do that, then I'm, then I'm qualifying for this grace that causes me to come up to a higher place. All right? And so, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to these things, uh, this issue of lying and defending self and, and pride... Uh, you know, pride doesn't like to ask for assistance. If pride needs help, it won't ask for it. Because again, well, I don't want to think. I don't want someone to think that I can't. Well, you can't. <laughs> I don't want someone to think that I don't know something. You don't. <laughs> and so you can maintain the air of invincibility. You can maintain the air of superior knowledge and thinking, but you still are the way you are. I am still who I am, and eventually, how many know all this stuff really comes out? Huh? I mean, people who put up a false front and this fake pride deal, eventually it all comes out and people know anyway. Jesus said there's nothing hidden that will not be revealed. And so we might as well just be real with, our, with ourselves, our friends, our family. And, uh, you know, I, I'd sure like, if anything, for our church, you know, if people felt like uh, they can be themselves. Again, it's, I'm not talking about just being carnal. You understand the difference? But being ourselves is being real. Amen. And some, sometimes in, in, quote, faith camps and faith circles, and you know, we identify with that. But because we won't say the wrong thing, because we know life and death is in the power of the tongue, and because some of these things, uh, you know, there's a great value there, but let's not let that, that benefit and that valuable understanding also be and our Achilles heel, so to speak. Let, let, let it be the thing that holds us back. Use faith for the positive, but faith is not denying reality. Faith is applying a greater truth. Okay? And, uh, you know, it, 
some people have hid. They think, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm struggling financially. I don't want anyone to know that. Well, it is what it is. We actually love people who are struggling financially, and we don't think less of them. Or, so, you know, someone, I'm sick, or I got problems in my marriage or something. I don't want everyone to know. Well, first of all, you know, we're not into just spreading everyone's issues. And we're not, that's not what, we're, what we should be about. We're not, we never, none of us should be about that telling everyone else's troubles. But you know what? We need to be believers. We need to be the body of Christ. We love people when they're down. We love people when they're hurting. And, and if you got issues, come on, let's get help together, and let's beat this thing instead of just getting isolated and run over by the devil. Amen. I didn't plan on saying all that, all those kind of things, but uh, I, I believe it's good anyway. And, uh, you know, because pride won't even ask for directions. <laughs> Just pull over and ask. Ah, oh, no, I got this. <laughs> I can figure this. I know this. I've been here a hundred times, you know. <laughs> Amen. Which oftentimes is what? It's just a lie. <laughs> It's just a lie. People lie about, you know, what they know and what they don't know. And, you know, ready for another one? <laughs> All right, here's another one. Pride is revealed. Are we, are we having fun yet? <laughs> Pride is revealed in anger and strife. Pride is revealed in anger and strife. I want to give you a few scriptures uh, along, along these lines. And uh, the first one is, is Proverbs chapter 13. But do you get angry a lot? Do you get in fights a lot or arguments and striving? Are you in strife with others a lot? I didn't say 100% of the time someone's been angry that that's, been str- that that's pride. But you'll find that frequently it is. Proverbs chapter 13, verse verse 10, it says, By pride comes nothing but strife. By pride comes nothing but strife, but with the the well-advised is wisdom. What does the proud person have in their relationships? Strife. Do you like to argue? You know, the Amplified says it this way, by pride and insolence comes nothing, or comes only contention. Comes only contention. Are you a contentious person? Why do people argue? Why do people fight? Why are people at each other, sometimes in relationships and marriages and and, and on on the job? Why are people arguing? So often, it has to do with, I'm fighting to be right. I'm standing for my position, right? And do you know that you can have a conversation with someone who disagrees with you without getting in strife? You can have a discussion and have two opposing views without being contentious. It's not that you either have to agree or you have to fight. No, there are a lot of things that you don't have to have one or the other. But uh, a contentious person is a proud person. They want to prove that I'm right. It's oftentimes we're not even arguing over principle or 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 correctness of the discussion. We're arguing over uh, I'm right or you're right, and I just refuse to lose. I'm just not going to lose this one. 
And we got to watch this because, listen, it's the devil. That's the way. That's a, that's a demonic influence on people when they're just fighting to be right. I'm going to have the last say. I'm going to be right. And they've moved away from honestly seeking truth and seeking what is helpful. They've moved into, I'm standing up for me, for my right, for my ways, for my ideas, because my ideas and my thoughts and my beliefs, they're superior to everybody else's. How many understand? Um, Pastor Lynn Shaw in Twin Falls always used to say this. It's good. He, he, he would say, it's better to be godly than it is to be right. Let's maintain godly. Hmm? Not that we don't value right. I mean, this is a book of truth. <laughs> we believe Jesus is the truth. There's tremendous value in truth. But let's not lose godliness and humility in our quest for being right. You know, Philippians chapter 2. In fact, why don't you turn there and look, look with me. Philippians chapter 2. Notice what, uh, what Paul said about these things. And verse 3, Philippians 2, 3. He said, let nothing be done. How many things? Nothing. nothing. Be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Look at that. Wow, that's pretty wild. But in lowliness of mind. What's that? Humility. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. And so in everything, we are supposed to not be doing things through selfishness or conceit. That has to do with arrogance. Don't do anything that way. How, how can I avoid that? He said, by esteeming others better than self. If I will esteem you better than me, then I'm not going to be approaching you with this arrogant conceit and pride in my life. Listen to this. Proverbs 28, 25. 28, 25. says, He who is of a proud heart stirs up strife, but he who trusts in the Lord will be prospered. He who is of a what? A proud heart stirs up strife. Are you one who stirs things up? I'm not talking about the gifts. <laughs> not talking about the spirit. But you stir up contention and strife. You come in the room and you're looking to stir something up. Watch out, man. Why, why would you do that? The Bible says it's because of pride. Who do they think they're talking to? That's the attitude. Who do you think you're talking to? Don't you know who I am? Watch out. Let me give you a couple more scriptures along, along these lines. Uh, you don't need to turn to them if you don't want, but uh, uh, Paul speaking to Timothy, 1 Timothy 4, 6, talking about some people. He said, he is proud knowing nothing, but is obsessed with disputes and arguments over words from which come envy, strife, reviling, and evil suspicions. Notice, he is proud knowing what? Nothing. What does a contentious person think? They know everything. But what did he say about him? No. The fool doesn't know anything. Doesn't know anything. 
and yet making such a case, making such an argument. We've got to watch out in our own quest to be correct that we're not exposing our foolishness because it will be. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 23 says, But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. Avoid disputes. Avoid foolish, ignorant disputes. Why? Because they bring up strife. And again, it's only by pride that strife and contention come. Okay? Another one is, is being demanding. Pride is very demanding. The proud person demands things of others. It is indignant if not treated a certain way. Expects everyone to treat them a certain way because, again, they have too high, of, too high opinion of themselves. And, uh, you know, some of those areas can be on special days, special holidays. They demand that they be treated a special way, whether it's your birthday, anniversary, Christmas, or Valentine's Day, or, or some other important special day. All of a sudden, on their day, what they think is their day, it is, they are all about themselves. And they expect everyone to know and recognize and acknowledge and, and uh, shower special attention and gifts on them. And if they don't, it's not going to be a fun, fun day around the house. Are you listening? Because a proud person demands that other people treat them a certain way. Because it's me. Don't they know? Don't they know what they're supposed to do? How many know whenever you get like that, you're never thankful? You're never truly thankful. Even though it might come out your word, oh, out of your mouth, oh, thanks. But in reality, if they hadn't have done it, you wouldn't have been okay with it. If they hadn't have done it, you'd have been upset. You'd have been hurt, offended, proud, ugly. Amen. Because <laughs> listen, here's what we don't want. Do you really want people to do things for you because they know that if they don't, that it's going to hurt the relationship? You don't. You want people, if they want to do something for you, you want them to just genuinely, truly, and honestly do it because they wanted to. They wanted to bless you. I mean, that was truly an expression of love. But the way some people have treated their spouses and their family members and friends and different ones is they've got this great expectation. And if you don't do, do something for them, you don't even do it out of, out of love and kindness anymore. You just do it out of, I want to avoid a problem. And so I'll do this for them. Well, <laughs> pride is demanding. It demands certain things. Amen. Let me, let me finish up with one, with, with one more area. I got, I got more stuff to talk about, but we'll get into it next time. Uh, pride is, is often revealed in a lack of expression. A lack of expression. Pride is not expressive. Again, it's kind of that air that, well, nothing really impresses me. And so... You know, because I'm above it. And so I'm just kind of kind of be 
non-expressive towards anything. It hinders people when they come to church. Hinders people when they it hinders people in worship because of their pride. They're not going to show any emotion. Their pride, they're not going to act like they're really moved. Oh yeah, it's good. Praise the Lord. Instead of actually being moved by wow, you know, they don't say wow because uh, they've seen it before. They're not they won't they won't express things to people. They won't let they won't let someone else see that they feel. They won't let someone else see that they that they that they love something or emotionally moved in a positive way towards it. They're just oh yeah. You you understand what I'm trying to communicate here? A, a humble person will allow themselves to be moved and for that for, for themselves to be be seen by others they're not concerned that someone else sees them act a certain way i know there's a with guys man camp there's a uh there's a there's a stigma you know and thing that you know a guy can never um show sadness or 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 shed a tear and uh and i'm not trying to pull on you know anything and trying to say guys we need to start crying more (laughs) that's not what this is about this is about anything but listen whether you're a man or a woman, show excitement if it's really exciting. Be honest. Be real. Show excitement. You can show sadness with something that's sad. You can, you can let yourself be moved and you can show expression, appreciation in a lot of these things. But again, pride doesn't want to act like anything's new. Oh, I already know that. I don't feel that. Yeah, that's sad. Oh, I'm really happy about that. Thank you, Jesus. Come on now. Let the Lord move on you. Say, that's not my personality. I realize there's different personalities and people gravitate one way or or the other. But I'm not talking about personality here. I'm just talking about, hey, we're dealing with the Lord. We're We're just endeavoring to be real. You want to remove those hindrances. They are hindrances. They keep you at a lower level in life. They keep God's grace from flowing freely to you. And God wants us to bust through that ceiling. He wants us to come up and come up high. Amen. Some of these things, let me just close with this. Another point. But it come up in my heart now. I've seen people able to receive from God that if you look at their their life they are far less holy far less christian acting than most and yet when i've prayed for them it's like the easiest thing in the world to get a miracle easiest thing in the world they get sick i could lay hands on them and they get healed just the easiest thing in the world what is going on with that sometimes a person might be more mature they know the word they're walking with God and they're not living in sin but they get this hardness to them and it is really an underlying issue of pride where we need to humble ourselves allow ourselves to be moved by God okay I I was going to bring some (laughs) play-doh you know like some soft play-doh and then some hard clay 
oftentimes the same substance. You know, it can be the same substance, some soft clay and hard clay. But one of them is in a condition where nothing can move it. And the other one's in a condition where it can be shaped and formed. And that's what we want to be. That's what we want God to be able to move in our lives. And squish us and <laughs> in a good way and shape us and, and, and do something in our heart. That's going to be related to our next point that we'll get to next week. Okay? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight. Thank you for your blessing and favor on us. We believe that you're, you're, you're moving in us. You're helping us to see. You're touching our hearts so we can walk in the fullness of your grace and your plan for our lives. Lord, we believe that nothing is impossible with you and nothing is impossible with those who believe. Father, for those who face an impending, a pending impossible situation, things that are really, really tough, I know that by the Spirit of God, you can strengthen and you can lift them up and lift them out. And Lord, we just open ourselves up. We open up ourselves today and say, have your way in me. Say it out loud to him. Say, Lord, have your way in me. Work in my life. I humble myself. I yield into all that you would say and do. Do a work in me. I allow you to do that now. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for working in our hearts tonight. For working in every heart and every life. Lord, shaping our thinking and our minds to remove all that, that junk, all that hindering junk. We lay it aside. By your grace, we lay it aside. We repent, Lord, turning, changing our mind, turning from those, those proudful ways and turning to you in all we do and say. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, for your love and forgiveness, your mercy that's, that's, that's new every morning. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Father, I pray for any person that's not saved tonight.